Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God, brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church in Sturgis, Mississippi. It is our goal every week to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible. We pray that you enjoy today's message, but more importantly, we pray that it changes your heart and provokes life change and action. God bless, and please listen from your heart. Enjoy. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. Thank you very much for the worship and song, and Miss Anna Price this morning read our scripture verse, so thank you for all who, who contribute in different ways here at the church. We are so glad that you do so. Well, this morning we're going to continue in our series on the Ten Commandments, and walking through these Ten Commandments, it's very important for us to understand what each have for us the importance of each. So maybe you're like me, and you begin to think about all the things that are going on in our society right now. All the things that are going on in the world right now, and it seems like evil is running rampant within the world today. Possibly you've thought the same thing I have too. God, are you going to put up with this? See, these actions that are happening in the world are both inside the church and outside the church. And we're going to deal with the issue today of taking the Lord's name in vain. But it's more than just saying His word or His name and using it in an inappropriate way. And I believe this. I believe we're in a global pandemic right now. But I truly believe it's not COVID-19. I believe the real pandemic is that many people do not know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And frankly, they do not care. This is a concern that should be for each and every Christian believer in this world. And even for those now that may or may not contract this deadly disease, it's very important for us to transmit the gospel in so many different ways than we ever have before. You think about it like this, most people would say, well, the church used to be the center or the forefront of people's lives. That just isn't so anymore. You have to use different ways to reach out to others. You have to use internet sources, text messaging, calls, FaceTime, video, Zoom, this and that. You know, things that weren't in our vocabulary earlier in this year. We have to use all of those ways for the gospel message to reach the hearts of those around us. If you are one who goes out and gets out, you begin to learn that, that religious resources, the Bible and other things are being taken up or being taken in, bought and purchased so that others might try to make sense of what's going on. People are looking and Googling and seeking what the name of Jesus Christ has to offer during this time. But I will tell you this, as we look at the passage in Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, that Anna read a minute ago, 
the first thing we'll learn is that God will not put up with it. You know, we think there's a God in heaven who's just allowing for things to go as they will. But I believe the second half of that verse, in verse 7, it says, For the Lord will not leave him unpunished who takes his name in vain. The Lord will take care of those who are using his name in a, in a wrong way, who are not honoring him, who are choosing to engage in actions that, that, that are not right. And that's both inside and outside the church. Folks that should know better, that know Jesus, but also those that don't have a clue about who Jesus was or is. God will take care of this. It says also in the book of Psalms, 63.11, it says, But the king will rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him will glory, for the mouths of those who speak lies, lies will be stopped. Ezekiel 39.7 says it like this. It says, My holy name I will make known in the midst of my people Israel, and I will not let my holy name be profaned anymore. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, the Holy One in Israel. Folks, I believe there's a time coming to where the Lord's name will be made known throughout the world. We know that is the second coming of Christ. We know that we are reaching a tipping point in our culture to which we feel like we're in that downhill spiral towards the return of Christ. I would almost argue that we're in an uphill spiral toward Christ <laughs> because He's the pinnacle. He's the, the end. And when He comes, He'll bring judgment with Him. We understand that, that, that God's working in and through all of these things and every generation previous to mine and even my generation has said He's coming soon. And I think every year that goes, he will be coming soon. But God will have the final word. And I believe he will not put up with what's going on. Secondly, starting with the obvious in this passage, there's no cursing God and or rulers. Look, God will take care of this. You and I are to respect authority. You and I are to respect God. You and I are to serve and serve in so many faceted ways, but do it for God, wherever we are. We are to respect authorities, and we are to respect God. Exodus twenty-two twenty-eight says, You shall not curse God, nor curse a ruler of your people. So there starts with that pattern in our lives that we set forward, that we, we might compromise a number of things in our lives but we never should compromise the name of Jesus Christ. We are to hold that with high integrity in our lives so that it's evident to anyone and everyone whom we worship. In a world where everybody compromises something, don't compromise God. Don't ever compromise the name of God. The name above all names, the name who saved your soul and affords you the ability to know eternal life through Jesus Christ. Don't profane the name of Jesus Christ. Don't profane name of God. And understanding this, it should hold that sense of sacredness in your life. When I say no cursing God, that means God is not meant to be used in such garbage language as we hear today in this world. That people think are okay. And connecting His name 
with so many things. Y'all, God's not okay with all the things that we're doing. And I think we need to come to terms with that. That there's a right and a wrong, and God's Word puts that in the correct order. I think we in humanity get in these ideas of varying sinfulness that has different levels. Sin is sin. We need to call a spade a spade as it is. And we need to understand that God is not to be profaned in that way. Thirdly, don't lie to others nor join with one who is wicked, which leads to a malicious witness. Don't lie to others. There used to be a time in this world that, that a name was something that you could almost trade. A good name, it, it spoke for something. A person's name might get you a business deal. A person's name might get you some credit at the bank. I think of, uh, I think it's Mr. Mr. Grady who told me this story. He said he didn't own a thing or didn't have a thing when he started out. But he went to the bank and how did he borrow money? He borrowed money because of his dad's name. <laughs> his dad's name, his dad's collateral, his dad's ability. And you and I must understand that, that we can't lie to others that the name of Christ has to mean something, but also, even if we join with others who do, maybe we're one of those, we say, well, I don't always do that, but I associate with all these who do. It damages not only our name, but it damages our witness, doesn't it? What's a witness? That means that if we are ones who say that Jesus is Lord and Savior in our lives, then we have a story to tell. That's our witness of who He is, but also to a world who is lost and searching and seeking. That tells them who He could be to them. So our witness gets hurt when we engage in these things. Exodus 23, 1 says this, You shall not bear a false report. Do not join your hand with a wicked man to be a malicious witness. Tell the truth. Be truthful at all times. Be reliable at all times. Be a person of good character. Be a person who is reliable. Be a person who gives a witness of Christ that builds others towards Him and leads them in the way of righteousness. Fourthly, don't practice offering to idols nor profane God's name. Leviticus 18.21 says this, You shall not give any of your offspring to offer them to Moloch. Nor shall you profane the name of your God, for I am the Lord. In other words, they're saying there, do not be a false witness. That means we've got to adhere to the Word of God for what it says, for what it says for the audience that day, but also for what it says to today. We've got to understand Scripture is going to say what it needs to say. We don't need to add our own little flares to it to make it say something else. We don't need to interpret it. It says what it needs to say. If the Bible says, you shall not take the Lord's name in vain, then guess what you shall not do? You're not to take the Lord's name in vain. It doesn't say, take it in vain if. Here's a set of circumstances. No, it doesn't say that. It says don't. And where God's Word says don't, that means don't. Try to explain that to a young child. Don't. Why? Don't. Why? Anybody ever had conversations like that? Don't. Why? 
That, it seems like those two words are connected together for some odd reason. Why? I wonder how we get so frustrated with kids when they do that. How frustrated does God get with us when we do what we ought not to do? So it's important that we understand that we need to be a good witness for Him. Leviticus 19.12 says this, You shall not swear falsely by my name so as to profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. That means when we say something and we represent Christ and our witness, we need to follow through with it. And when we pledge something to God, we need to follow through with what we said we will do. Leviticus 22.2 says this, it says, Tell Aaron and his sons to be careful with the holy gifts of the sons of Israel, which they dedicate to me, so as not to profane my holy name. I am the Lord. So what happens if you do? What happens if you profane the name of the Lord? What are the repercussions? What happens? Leviticus 24.11, The son of an Israelite woman blasphemed the name and cursed. So they brought him to Moses. Now his mother's name was Shalem, the daughter of Dibri, the tribe of Dan. Leviticus 24, 16 says, Moreover, the one who blasphemes the name of the Lord surely shall be put to death. All the congregation shall certainly stone him. The alien as well as the native, when he blasphemes the name, shall be put to death. Do you think people would, would think twice today if they knew that they would be stoned to death for saying the name of the Lord in vain. There used to be a reverence for God's house, for His name. There used to be an understanding and a depth behind that. When the Lord said, people took notice. When people came into the Lord's house, I remember growing up, I think I had a permanent pinch mark right here from talking in church. You didn't do that. You came to the church and you respected God. You walked into church and you recognized the holiness of that place. But you recognized that you were in the presence of the Almighty God and that meant something. I think there's a lot of times that people get comfortable both inside and outside the church. And they get so comfortable that they start compromising. And when they compromise, they walk outside of the will of God for those who know Him. Fifthly, on today, fear only the Lord and worship Him. Deuteronomy 6.13 says this, you shall fear only the Lord your God, and you shall worship Him and swear by His name. Deuteronomy 10.20 says this, You shall fear the Lord your God, you shall serve Him and cling to Him, and you shall swear by His name. What does it say in the New Testament? I'm glad you asked this morning. Matthew 5.33-37 speaks of this as well. It says, again, you heard the ancients were told, you shall not make false vows, but shall fulfill your vows to the Lord. But I say to you, make no oath at all, either by heaven or by the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool of his feet, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Nor shall you make an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. But let your statement be yes 
yes or no, no. Anything beyond this is of evil. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Stand for what you should. James 5, 12 says, But above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under judgment. So how do we make all of this hit home this morning? How do we take these scripture verses and how do we take this commandment of God and make it ring true for us? Because here's the reality behind Scripture. If it doesn't come and be a part of you, then what's the point? If we're not going to allow for the Word of God to penetrate our hearts and mind and soul, then what good does it do? If we're not going to let it change us, mold us, shape us, and continue to make us in His image, then what good does it do as believers in God if we are not going to be a witness that tells the truth in love then what good does our walk with God do? If we go an entire lifetime without ever sharing our faith, then what does it actually mean to us if we never tell somebody? Imagine having the cure for the greatest disease and keeping it to yourself. Imagine having knowledge of Jesus Christ and never telling a single person and those closest to you going to hell for the rest of their lives for all eternity. It's important for us to understand the words this morning of 1 Corinthians 10.23. It says this, I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. So firstly, we got to remember the words of Scripture, what they say. You and I have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial, amen? Not everything is good for us. Just because it's available or in the world or some people say it's okay does not make it godly. There are too many false prophets out there that are saying, this is right, this is right, this is right, this is right. And they wouldn't know Jesus if he walked in the room. We've got to understand Scripture for what it says to the audience it spoke to, but also for what it means to you and I as children of God. We've got to do more. Secondly, we've got to recognize the seriousness of and the broad scope of taking the name of the Lord in vain. It does two things when we recognize this. We recognize that it damages our relationship with God and our witness. It damages our relationship with God. I don't know anything in this world that you and I want to compromise like that. I don't want to compromise my relationship with God. I need Him more than ever. I need Him every day. I mess up and I mess up good. I don't just mess up, I mess up good. I mess up royally. I do things I ought not do. I need to stick close to God more than anything else. Because if I don't stick close to God, then what does that say for my witness? How am I to tell others about Jesus Christ when I don't know Scripture as I ought to know and I don't lead out as I ought to lead out? If you understand what I'm trying to say, 
then we need to understand that it could damage our relationship with God and our witness. Secondly, it could, we need to realize that God will not put up with it. There will be consequences for us passing by somebody, for us not digging into Scripture. See, when we accept Christ, that isn't it. That's the beginning of a life with Him. That's just the jumping off point. That's just a place in our life to where we begin a walk with Him. We are spiritual infants growing throughout our lives in our knowledge and understanding of Christ so that we might be a faithful, righteous witness to the world around us that absolutely does not know Him nor cares. And that means people in and out of the church. You say, well, why do you keep saying in and out of the church? People know Christ, but some people don't act like it and live like it, do they? Amen? Going to church doesn't make you faithful. Reading your word every day and living it out, praying to God every day, walking with Him and knowing His name and, and, and being that witness that brings glory to Him, that's what keeps you close to Him. Thirdly, worshiping God alone and transparently. We've got to worship God. And the world needs to see it. That means whether or not it is acceptable at work or wherever we are, we must worship God. If it costs us anything or it costs us everything, we've got to worship God. That means we've got to pray more than just around the dinner table. That means we've got to pray more than ever because we realize that prayer changes everything. It has the propensity to change someone's heart and mind and draw them close to God. And you and I are called to be faithful, to worship Him alone, and also to be transparent because in a world where there's always somebody watching, we need to be a faithful follower of Him. Fourthly, don't look for that line to cross just stay away from that completely. There are so many people that say, I'd really like for you to tell me, you know, just, just, just how I need to do this. Look, just don't even step in a direction where you know that you could, you could misconstrue or take God's name in a, in, a, in a bad way or profane the name of God or dishonor it in any way. Always take the approach of high character, high morals and values, but also understanding don't ever compromise your daily walk with God. And what God has called you to do is to be a faithful and honorable servant of His. If you know Him, then you know the importance of walking in Him. That you need Him every single moment of every single day. And you can't do a single thing without Him. See, we live in a world where so many people have compromised. We ought not. Heavenly Father, God, we come this time this morning, God, we... God, we're just so overcome by the way of the world and how things are happening. But God, we are so ever... God, seeking you right now, God, asking you to forgive us or we have taken your name in the wrong context. God, where we haven't pursued you, God, where we have led others in, a, in an astray manner. God, we are going to walk into days which are difficult and hard. And God, we need you every step of the way. So God, I pray this morning that if 
there's someone that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior. God, I pray today is that day where they say, I'm going to stop standing and I'm going to start walking with you. Heavenly Father, I pray for those who say, you know what, I accepted Christ years ago, but I've never grown in my knowledge of you. I've never sought after you. God, when you've called my name to do something, God, I've just let it pass on by. Heavenly Father, God, I pray today that we take your word, your name, and our witness seriously in this world. God, that we seek you and your kingdom first. God, that we demonstrate your great love for a world that is in desperate spiritual need right now. Heavenly Father, God, I pray as we look around, we don't get so enamored by what is going on instead, by, but God, what you've called us to do. Heavenly Father, God, forgive us of our shortcomings. Help us in these next moments to call on your very name because we know that that's only by your name and the power of prayer that we are changed. It's in your mighty name that we pray in this time. Amen. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable item you have, and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com fbcms. Both can be found in the show notes below. If you would leave a rating or review for our new podcast, we would be very appreciative. And if you would share it with others, we would be eternally grateful. We pray that you have a God-filled day. And remember, love God, love people, and reach the world. Have a good day.